things you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, um, this is a podcast for imperfect people, and uh, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. What's up, family? I pray you are well and safe. Uh, it's Chadi, by the way, in case you're wondering. <laughs> I hope you're good in social distancing and doing it with wisdom. Before we kick things off today, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in, for making last week such a success, for tuning in after six weeks of not tuning in, and just being awesome and loving me so well. And thank you for all everybody that's posted about it and all the things that you've done to help get the word out. Um just thank you. That's all. I just want to say thank you. Uh, if you were here, I would awkwardly hug you and then feel weird about it and walk away. Anyways, <laughs> with that being said, I just want to jump right in to what we're talking about today. We're in episode 48 uh, of season five. Season five, we've been talking about what happens when, and last week we talked about what happens when you seek. So uh, this week, I want to break down what happens when you don't. Uh, truth is, seeking keeps you moving forward. Notice how I said finding doesn't move you forward. Seeking, my friends, is what moves us forward. Um, finding actually gives us rest. And when you seek without finding, it builds grit and resilience and character. And in the kingdom, uh, you find, <laughs> you always find what you need. That's what's so good about it. So regardless of whatever seeking you're in right now, uh, know it's building your resilience. It's bringing, it's building your grit. And when you find whatever it is that you're looking for, hopefully what you find is Jesus and um, he has everything you need him. Also, notice uh, that I'm talking about need and not necessarily want. In the kingdom, uh, wants are great, but it's all about what you need because in the kingdom, God knows what you need. See, God is not in the business of wants. <laughs> he doesn't, he, I mean, he loves you and he wants you to have a vacation, but he really just needs you to be surrendered and love him. <laughs> He's in the business of needs. He knows what you need. He knows what I need. He knows what we all need. And if you don't know the difference between needs and wants, especially in wilderness seasons, quarantine seasons, you will actually, um, what will happen is you'll stop seeking and you'll get stuck and you'll get snared. Um, but I want to unpack that today if you'll let me. See, wants are tricky. As in seasons of plenty, they look a lot like needs. Uh, wants are easy to identify in famine seasons and wilderness seasons and quarantine seasons because they're usually things that give you momentary joy and seasonal bursts. Like I want to go on vacation to the Caribbean Sea with my husband and stay in one of those huts that are like in the ocean and do nothing for seven entire days. I also want to stay in bed and watch uh, a new show I found on Netflix and mentally uh, do nothing. But I need to do laundry. I need to finish my budgets that are due today. I want, uh, I have lots of wants and wants are great and exciting. And God loves giving us the things that we want. But what he wants to grow us in is in our needs. Because he's the only one who really knows what our needs are. And the truth is, wants do not grow us, my friend. Needs do. See, needs are also super easy to identify. As needs are truly what sustain us. Like, you need to drink water. Now, you can legit go weeks drinking soda and tea and alcohol and all the other stupid thirst substitutes out there and not drink water. Uh, all the coffees. I've drinking all the coffees today. But eventually your body will revolt and you'll have to drink water. That's the other thing about needs. Uh, there's tons of substitutes that say it will meet your needs in this world. 
But kingdom people are really thirsty for one thing, and it's living water. And in seasons of plenty, we forget and drink from other sources. But now in this season of need and famine and quarantine, we are finding what we really need and what we truly need is Jesus. At least that is what my hope in all of our finding is, is that you realize all you need is Jesus. Uh, When all the glitz and glamour of everyday life has been stripped, I hope and pray that you have found a deeper knowledge of who Jesus is and what he wants for your life. I know that I have. Guys, if you're not using this season to propel you forward, if you're not seeking, you will get snared. And that is not uh, what you want uh, for your life. It's not what I want for you or your families uh, or for any part of it. See, Judas, the guy in the Bible who betrayed Jesus, he was snared. The Pharisees, the religious awesomeness of Jesus' time, uh, they were snared. They were stuck. They were trapped. Yes, they were trapped in their own pride. They were trapped in their own desires. They were trapped in offense. They were trapped in tradition. They were trapped in whatever issues they had. And we've all been there. We've all been trapped. Trapped in some kind of feeling or stressor or something we thought we earned or deserved. But actually, falling into the enemy's snares is kind of easy, actually. But getting out is not. Uh, So today, I want to give you some practical advice uh, from friend to friend, because we're family at this point, and how to stay away from traps of wants and live in the freedom of knowing Jesus is all you need. Today, my friends, I'm going to give you advice. This is going to be a me and you having coffee together conversation um, of things that I have been working through and finding out as I want you to, we need to, as a family, stay away from the traps of want and live in the freedom of knowing Jesus. Jesus is all we need. So first, let's go to the Bible. I'm going to be reading from John 10 from the voice translation. It's one of my favorite translations. And we find that Jesus is in another tussle with the Pharisees. They're blind to what he is doing and saying, but Jesus is steadfast and he's seeking and he's moving forward. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Uh, I'm going to start at verse one. I tell you the truth. The man who crawls through the fence of the sheep pen rather than walking through the gate is a thief or a vandal. The shepherd walks openly through the gate. The guard who is posted to protect the sheep opens the gate for the shepherd, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them. And when all the sheep have gathered, he walks on ahead, and they follow him because they know his voice. See, the sheep uh, would not be willing to follow a stranger. They run because they do not know the voice of the stranger. Jesus explained a profound truth uh, through this metaphor, but they did not understand his teaching. So he explained further, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, I am the gate of the sheep. All who approach the sheep before me came as thieves and robbers and sheep did not listen to their voice. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be liberated, will go in and out, and I, they will find pastures. The thief approaches with malicious intent, looking to steal, slaughter, and destroy. I came to give life and joy and abundance. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep and his care. The hired hand is not like the shepherd caring for his own sheep. When a wolf attacks, snatching and scattering the sheep, he runs for his life, loving them defenseless, leaving them defenseless, I should say. 13, They hired. Uh, the hired hand runs because he works only for wages and does not care for the sheep. 14, but I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And my sheep know me. Chadi, why the heck are you talking about sheep? Well, first things first, if you put yourself in this story and in this metaphor, we can walk away from some a few things that I would advise you, that I'm advising myself, that I am telling myself, these things will keep you out of the traps in the snare of want. And uh, this way you'll live in freedom, knowing all you need is Jesus. Here we go. So these are the three things that I have learned from this that I want to share today to keep us out of the snares of the enemy. Here we go. One, we are all sheep and in need of a shepherd. Oh, Chadi, that's so profound. 
You're welcome. I'm really profound right now. Anyways, we're all sheep and in need of shepherd. Two, he is the good shepherd, which tells me there are bad ones. <laughs> Number three, there are wolves. There are traps in life. There are enemies ready to attack you. So this is what I sense the Lord is trying to teach us today. These three things. Ready? Okay, I'm going to break them down. Uh, what I feel like the Lord gave me. Um, I would suggest you go back and you read this passage and, and I don't know, navigate what you think the Lord is telling you um, about this. This is, you know, me up at 6 a.m. writing to Jesus and coming up with some things. Okay, here we go. My friends, this is how you don't get snared. Ready? Uh, number one, we're all sheep and in need of a shepherd. Okay, I don't know a whole lot about sheep. <laughs> Let's not lie. I googled that joker. I googled sheep facts. <laughs> and I was surprised to find some cool things out about sheep. I don't really know about sheep, but this is what I found. Okay. Sheep have a field of vision around 300 degrees, allowing them to see behind themselves without having to turn their head. First of all, I had to Google that. That's pretty freaking cool. Okay. I hear you, Jesus. I hear you, Lord. Okay. So guys, follow me here. If we are sheep in need of a shepherd, let's pretend for a New York minute that God is God and he gave us, his sheep, the ability to see all around us, like to see behind us. And if we are his sheep, um, that means we have this incredible ability with the help of the Holy Spirit to see around and behind us. Don't we know? Uh, this would be pretty freaking incredible. Don't you know that uh, if you have this ability to see what God is doing, um, you could see it when others can't. I think that's pretty cool. Guys, we are sheep. And as his sheep, we now have the ability to see what others cannot. And we have the access to the holy perspective. But, um, we still need a shepherd to guide that perspective because if not, if he's not around, we won't use it correctly. So like, that's the, I learned that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, we, we have the ability, I mean, sheep in real life, but you know, us, we have ability to see around us and behind us and what God is doing and have this really cool perspective. This isn't part of my point. I just thought it was really cool sheep knowledge. Anyways, moving on. The second thing that I thought was cool is a sheep, the digestive system of a sheep features four chambers which help break down what they eat. Okay, okay, okay. Straight up. Listen up. Okay. So if we are sheep and in need of a shepherd, the first thing you need to know is that God has given you an incredible ability to have vision. Now, if you don't have vision right now and you feel blind, that's a you issue. You need to clarify and uh, maybe get closer to the shepherd. Maybe you've uh, strayed away from the herd. I don't know what you're doing, but you have the ability. God has given you the innate ability to see things that no one else can see. You can see what's coming behind you. You can see what's around you. God has given you the ability to see. I need you right now to ask God, ask the Holy Spirit, why can't I see where I'm going? Have you stopped seeking? Because seeking gets, if you stop seeking, you don't move forward, you get stuck. So if you don't want to be snared, you need to understand that your vision needs to be attached to your seeking. Oh, that's really good. Your vision is attached. Okay, that's good, Jesus. I see that. Okay, I'm going to write that down later. Anyways, okay, so the digestive system. Chadi, why are you talking about the digestive system? Because what you ingest matters. And the entire system of a sheep is is meant to break down things correctly. So guys, uh, the, the number in the Bible for four, because you know there's four things, chambers in the sheep. The number in the Bible, four, uh, represents completeness. The shepherd that um, the one that's guiding you, uh, he knows exactly what pasture to lead you to. He knows exactly what you need to ingest. You are complete. In his eyes, whatever your brokenness is, guys, the good shepherd, the good shepherd, if we're sheep and, the, and we need a shepherd, I just want you to know, I want you to know who you are. Yes, Lord, that's what you were trying to say. Okay, for number one, we are sheep and in need of a shepherd. This is what the Lord's trying to say through that. You need to know who you are. 
You've got bomb vision that you're not using. And because you're not using it, you're getting snared. Two, what you ingest, you have the ability to ingest good things, God things, holy things, spiritual things. And if you are not ingesting those things, like I was talking about the water and you're doing substitutes, what's happened, what's going to happen is you're going to get sick. Like my cat who keeps throwing up her wet food. I don't really know what this is about. She's a little fat. She just keeps eating her food really fast. Anyways, I digress. Point is what you ingest matters. Guys, we as sheep, as as his sheep have the ability to see in ways others can't. We have access to the holy perspective, but we need the shepherd to guide every bit of it. Okay. The other thing that I was working towards and I lost is that we need the shepherd to guide us, right? We're sheep. We need a shepherd. He's the one that guides us. He leads us to pastures. So you can use that completely perfectly awesome system of completeness that God has given you within you. Guys, you're perfect regardless of what God, what you see. God made you exactly how you're supposed to be. I feel like someone needs to know that. Somebody's really struggling. I don't know if it's your identity. I don't know if it's your sexuality. I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is. There's somebody listening to this right now that you this week Wow, that you this week have been struggling with your with your identity. And I don't know what that is, but but I'm telling you right now that you are perfectly and wonderfully made. God did not make um, a, a mistake with you. Uh, the world might tell you that whatever that thing is in your personality uh, makes you one way, but it actually makes you exactly who God created you to be. So uh, if, if it's your strength that people are perceiving in a negative manner or it's your t- timidity or your the fact that you have a shyness about you, whatever it is, whatever it is, you know what it is, whatever it is, I'm telling you right now, God has called you um, that he's made that as a strength. It's a strength. It's not a weakness. The world will call it a weakness or call it, say that it's your identity is a certain way, but the truth is God made you perfect. I don't know who that's for or who that, you know, that one person is going to know what I'm talking about. Okay. Anyways, totally off topic. Okay. We need a shepherd and because we need a shepherd and he leads us to pastures, that leads me uh, to number two. He is a good shepherd. I said that earlier, but um, that also tells me that there's bad ones. So here's my question. Who or what is shepherding you? That was my Jeopardy song. If you're constantly in pastures of want, the kind of pastures that have minimal sustenance um, that you don't get to stay in very long, then you're doing this whole sheep following thing wrong. Oh, dang, Chotty, that's so good. Read it again. Okay, I will. If you are, um, oh, let's go back. Who or what is shepherding you? That was my first bomb. I don't know if you read that one. That one was amazing. If you are constantly in pastures of want, if you only care about your desires, my friend, uh, that's the bad shepherd that you're following. You're following your own personal humanity desires and you're not following the good shepherd. Um, yeah, the sustenance, it fades. Uh, you're doing the whole sheep thing wrong. In Psalms 23, in the voice translation, the eternal is my shepherd. He cares for me. He provides me rest and rich green fields beside streams of refreshing water. In the life, you are gazing. You are grazing. Okay, in this life, you are grazing. Um, uh, it should it should refresh you. If your life, if what you're walking through, if what, I just scratched my nose. That just got weird. My husband's going to be mad about that in the audio, but whatever. If, okay. If your life, if in your life you're not feeling refreshed, if you're not, then I would say reassess what or who you are following. What are you following? Guys, what are you following? What are you allowing to shepherd you? Most days you will follow desires that are not of God or what I've been referring to as wants. But the goal is us to shift our perspective. You know that 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 vision that I was talking about in the other thing and, and what we ingest, our perspective. See that the good shepherd knows what we need and what we need is pastures overflowing with his words and his ways and his love so we can draw others 
in to know him and experience his love and his guidance. The other thing about sheep that I found in my Google search is that they uh, sheep like to stay close to others in herds, which make them easier to move together to new pastures. Guys, your closeness to the shepherd and to other sheep, to other to our church community, it matters. It affects the pasture you find yourself in and it affects your community. Guys, we got to stick together because if you don't, you'll find yourself snared. Snared by number three. There are wolves, traps in life, ready to attack you. I did my finger thing there. I was just being like a vi- like an evil villain. If you can, never mind. Anyways, look, I watch tons of nature shows. And for some reason, I hear the Lord when I watch these nature shows. So I watch a lot of them. And what I always hear clearly as the lions or the crocodiles or the hyenas are picking off baby gazelles or random people that are, are random, like, you know, animals that are hanging out alone. It's that the enemy in your life. Ready? 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 Listen to this. Write this joker down. The enemy is always watching, waiting, and ready. Ooh, he is always watching. He is always waiting and he was he is always ready to snare you in his trap. You might be walking along thinking, you know, you know what? I'm good. Uh, I'm just over here seeking after what the right thing is, you know, whatever, no big deal. And the truth is you're not close to the shepherd. The truth is you're focused on your wants. The truth is, is you're about to get caught. Stay close to community, my friends. Enjoy the refreshing pasture that he is leading you. He is literally leading you into a pasture of refreshing awesomeness. Do not at any time stop seeking or you will get snared if you do this if you do this whole walking away from pastures if you do this whole not realizing who you are in god if you do this whole thing where gosh you're shepherding yourself and not allowing god to shepherd you my friends you're going to you're going to get snared you're going to get snared Chadi, what the heck? What does any of this mean? Let me just recap. Let me just give you the 10 peso version because I'm already 18 minutes in and I'm scared you're not getting my sheep analogy. For those who have ears here, listen to me. We are all sheep in need of a shepherd. See, sheep, shepherd, guys, it's all one. He made you. He made you with vision. He made you perfectly, wonderfully made. And he loves you. You're a sheep. He'll go, he'll go chase you down if he has to. That's who you are. You got to know who you are. You got to know that you're his. Us as followers of Jesus Christ, I think that sometimes when we allow the world to shepherd us, we forget who we are and who you are is his. That's it. That's it. It's who you are. It's your identity. It's your power. It's everything, your strength, everything that you that makes you awesome is really him. He's given you all these incredible gifts. It's him. It's him. It's him. It's him. I look at my life. I look at the things that I do and it has nothing to do with how awesome I am. It has everything to do with how awesome he is. He's so freaking awesome. Guys, you got to be able to look in the mirror and go, Lord, you made me like this. You made me exactly like this. And you love me exactly like this. Lord, show me. Be You're the good shepherd. Show me how to live my life free from wants, Lord, and focused on what you need. And what he needs is ambassadors for his love in this crazy, stupid world that is falling apart and arguing on Facebook. Like, gosh, can we just be his sheep? Can we just love each other and stop being caught getting attacked by wolves and nonsense and guys there are wolves traps in life okay so the second first thing know who you are second thing is like dude just who who and what is shepherding you and thirdly thirdly gosh the enemy's always watching and waiting and ready 
He's always, he's always wait, watching and waiting. We are sheep in need of a shepherd and not any shepherd, the good one, the only good one, the only good one. And the good one, Jesus, he will keep you safe from the enemy of want in our lives that's just waiting to pounce on our peace and our joy and our self-control. He's all you need. He's all you need. That's it. He is joy. He is peace. He is comfort. He's compassion and kindness and goodness and self-control and all those things. But if you don't lean in, if you don't understand who you are, if you don't, oh gosh, if you don't just follow him, guys, what's going to happen is you're going to get snared and I don't want you to get snared. So keep seeking. Seeking keeps you close to the community and family and close to the shepherd. Don't walk away. Don't get caught alone. Don't focus on your wants. Trust that God knows what you need and he will meet every need. That's what he wants to do. So that's all I have for you today, fam. Gosh, I, I hope you get this. It has the power to really change you. So what happens, my friends, when you don't seek? You get snared. So keep seeking, keep moving forward. Stay close to the Good Shepherd. And as a result, you will find all you need. Refreshing pastures and a level of rest and wholeness that is only found when you stop living from a place of want instead of, instead of resting in all you need. And all we need, my friends. Jesus. Love you, weirdos.